0: And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batiste, along with Nathan Jones with Lamb and Lion Ministry, and we're excited for today's program as we're going to be talking about fulfilled prophecy and prayer. So stay tuned. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer.
1: Lord, I thank you that your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, and especially fulfilled prophecy, Lord, that just guarantees uh, you who you are, and it gives us proof that uh, you are Lord and Savior. We can put our faith and trust in you. Pray for all those who tuned in, that you'll bless them, Lord, uh, with a growing relationship with you, and you'll bless our words. Uh, may they be sweet in our uh, to our tongues and to our minds and to our hearts, so that we all may grow in our relationship with you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Again, you're tuning into The Truth Will Set Your Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones. Again, we're talking about Fulfill Prophecy and Prayer. For those of you that are following along, live via social media, we encourage you to keep us in prayer for today's program. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones, to the program. Nathan, like always, it's awesome to be back with you.
1: It is. It's uh, one of the highlights of the week, getting together and going over the Bible with you and sharing it with others. Uh, Thank you for that, Vic.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure, Nathan. And of course, we always like to share uh, all the wonderful things that the ministry is doing. So for those individuals that are new out there, Nathan, that are not familiar with the Lamb and Lion Ministry and what we do, might you be able to share with them some of our resources as well and our contact information?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, For those who've been following us, you know that Vic and I are both evangelists with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And uh, Most of you all know it uh, through our television program, Christ in Prophecy, uh, founded by Dr. David Reagan, and now in its 18th season, we're on all the major Christian networks. Uh, As the internet evangelist, my pulpit tends to be online, so you can find a wealth of Bible prophecy information on our website at christinprophecy.org. You can also uh, find us on our app, the Lamb and Lion app, available on all the major uh, platforms. And uh, we speak at a lot of conferences and things. Unfortunately, because of all this COVID stuff, uh, a lot of stuff's been canceled or moved online. So it's kind of ironic that this week I'm supposed to be in Germany at the Bible Center, preaching in a number of conferences throughout Germany. And the Prophecy Watchers uh, Ministry, many are familiar with Gary Stearman, they moved their conference online, and I'll be the first presentation October 1st. So if you want uh, more Bible prophecy conferences, but you're online and you can't get there, Check out the Bible Center. Of course, it will be translating to German, so you need to speak German. But if not, (laughs) go to Prophecy Watchers' website and sign up for their online conference. It's going to last five weeks. So each day a new speaker will be presented. I'll be the first one October 1st. And uh, there's a wealth of those opportunities as well as Lamb and Lion Ministries will be hosting our own online conference on November 14th, still a few weeks away. But uh, go to our website at ChristandProphecy.org. We have some information there, and that'll be three hours uh, on a Saturday afternoon. So we hope folks can turn it tune in. That'll be primarily broadcast over our Christ and Prophecy YouTube channel.
0: Nathan, thank you so much for sharing those wonderful resources, and I, I think it's fantastic opportunities. Nathan, even the conferences, oftentimes you would. Uh, Take little bits and interview people and uh, the online platform has been growing uh, uh, just fantastic for the ministry.
1: Well, our our annual conference wasn't able to happen this year, obviously, because of coronavirus. And it was not just me. You joined me in interviewing people during the break. So I appreciate that, Vic. Uh, Very encouraging. Uh, Again, we want to minister to people where they're at. And increasingly, people are online. That's where they're at. So we're reaching people all over the world with the good news of Jesus Christ and the hope-filled message of his soon return and uh, get the Lord has chosen this time period, not for us to travel like we did, but to reach people online. So that's the technology he's given us. And it's, it's an amazing technology.
0: Thank you so much, Nathan, for sharing that and encouraging us with those wonderful resources. Again, for those of you that are part of our ministry following along with us, Hey, take advantage of these great opportunities to continue to grow in your faith and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So very excited. Nathan, also, one of the things that we've been um, noticing throughout America is uh, there's a presidential election coming, and right now it's a little bit of a mess, but at the same time, we have people praying. Franklin Graham has started his national uh, prayer marathon, and uh, he had his wonderful sister and Graham Lotz praying yesterday over the nation, and uh, there's a lot of need for prayer, right, Right? right Nathan, considering this presidential election situation? There's a the presidential election this year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you can't turn on the TV or check your email without getting it done. I think Donald Trump knows me personally. The way I get emails from him, <laughs> it's crazy man. That's two of us. And, oh, this whole year seems to be devoted to to. I mean, between the coronavirus crisis and. the Uh, rioting in the streets, and the the big push against uh, racism, and uh, just endless attempts to try to overthrow Donald Trump as president and move towards a new world order, a global world order. It's his Bible prophecy predicted. So yeah, there's a lot to be worried about. Uh, I mean, our country can go in two radically different directions, uh, depending on who gets elected as president. Uh, Donald Trump, who's, of course, traditional in American Judeo-Christian values, or Joe Biden, a more secular humanist who sees more of a globalist type agenda. So uh, we know in the end times that America will join that globalist agenda and be part of the Antichrist world empire. But I'm hoping and praying that we don't move in that direction until after the rapture of the church.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent point. And Nathan, anytime a a nation is in trouble or God's people are in trouble, really, the Bible calls us to prayer. And we see so many wonderful examples of that because as we pray, there's fulfilled prophecy moves hand of God. And Daniel, the prophet, was one of these individuals that he would turn to the Lord in prayer when he was seeking God's face. And we find this wonderful example for us in Daniel chapter 9, verses 1 through 4. And then in verses 20 through 23, and I just love this because that's what we are really need to be looking for is the coming of the Lord and his kingdom. And we can join in that uh, through prayer. So will you be able to take us there, Nathan, uh, to Daniel chapter nine and open us up in verses one through four? Oh,
1: that's an excellent passage because it totally deals with uh, how Christians or believers should deal with politics. So uh, chapter 9, this is in the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, or Xerxes, of the lineage of the Medes, who was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Then I set my face towards the Lord God to make requests by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession and said, Oh, Lord, great and awesome God who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him and with those who keep his commandments. And the prayer goes on.
0: Nathan, and, and you know, you made a very good point, And this is how we should address politics, right? In other words, sometimes we get so caught up in the wrong things that we lose sight of who's in control and who's really ruling. Well, even Jesus pointed to that Daniel was one of the the
1: most godly men in the entire Bible. I mean, between Daniel and Moses, they're the top of the top of the litter there, basically, for godliness. And here, given the context of this passage: is Daniel uh, is when he was very young, was exiled along with a lot of other of the uh, people from Judah, the noblemen, to Babylon, and eventually King Nebuchadnezzar destroyed Jerusalem and he exiled the people out of Israel to Babylon. So here's 70 years that were prophesied where the Jewish people would be in exile. And so Daniel recognizes that as a prophet himself, and it's time to pray and ask for the Lord's forgiveness. So here, one of the most righteous men in the Bible starts praying in the best way possible. He's not just a quick prayer, but I mean, look what he's doing here. He's supplicating to himself uh, with fasting. He's wearing sackcloth, uncomfortable burlap, and He's put ashes on his head. He's crying out and mourning and asking for the Lord to forgive him of his sins, even though he's considered very righteous, and for the sins of the nation. And now, I love that you brought up what Franklin Graham did this past weekend, uh, going to Washington, D.C. and calling for national repentance. Likewise, Jonathan Cahn held a return on the other side of the mall and prayed for the same thing, that uh, calling back to Second Chronicles 7 about Uh, going to the Lord in prayer and repentance and asking for him to uh, forgive us and to heal our land. And I believe, brother, that's where we're at. Our nation is so far away from God. We're in such open rebellion against him. One of our political parties' entire platform has removed God from it. They don't see God having a part. We're seeing states like California and Nevada ban churches and ban church services all in the name of safety from coronavirus uh, they don't see the church as important and relevant this day and age. Our country is at war with God, and so how we must call to God, uh, asking for forgiveness—not for just our nation's sins, but begins with ourselves. It begins with our own
0: sins, and Daniel provides a fantastic example that we can follow. Nathan, that is amazing, and not only that, but you know, it, it's what as we look at this, we recognize God hears prayers, uh, prophetic prayers. Sometimes people don't connect. Bible prophecy with prayer. sometimes they think Bible prophecy is all about end time events, but the reality is there's a lot of prayer involved in in Bible prophecy, for its revelation, for its fulfillment. And we see that there in Daniel chapter nine as we jump to verses twenty and twenty three uh, again, how God listens to to these prayers. Would you be able to read those two three verses for us, Nathan twenty through twenty three? Now, while I
1: was speaking, praying, and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God, yes, while I was speaking in prayer, the man, Gabriel, or angel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, reached me about the time of the evening offering. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I have now come forth to give you skill to understand. At the beginning of your supplications, the command went out, and I have come to tell you, you are greatly beloved. Therefore, consider the matter and understand the vision. And then Gabriel continued to give a vision for Daniel to understand about the future.
0: And Nathan, that's why I noticed here, as Daniel was praying, God gave him clarity into the future, into the events that were coming. As we pray for our nation, as we pray for our leaders, God, through prayer, can also give us clarity and confirm certain things to us. Would you agree?
1: I would. And it really goes back to what's called intercessory prayer. In other words, God has obviously a beginning, middle, and end to his plan. There's no changing it. The Bible tells us what exactly it's going to be. But I kind of think of God like the driver in a car. If you're a passenger, you can move about the car, but you're always going to end up at the destination. So intercessory prayer is about that moving around inside the car. We We ask the Lord to intervene in certain affairs uh, for his good purposes, for his will to be done. Not our will, but his will. And there's times where God changes his mind. I think a perfect example is uh, when God was going to deal with Sodom and Gomorrah. He, uh, the pre-incarnate Jesus and two angels, appear before Abraham. And they tell Abraham that they're going to go destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And they need to remove uh, Abraham's nephew Lot and his family out of Sodom before he destroys it. And Abraham's worried about the town. I mean, even these people, the most vile, evil people in history, he still prays. Says, "Well, Lord, you know, if 50 righteous people, will you destroy the city?" And, and Jesus says, "No, no, no. Well, what about what about 25? No, well, no, no, no. What about 10? No, I'll save it." And it ends at the point that the, the town is so gone spiritually that removing Lot and his family, removed, and you got to wonder about his daughters pretty much removes everybody who's righteous in that town, and therefore God then can bring his wrath upon that town. If you've been to the Dead Sea, and I know Vic, you and I have, it used to be the most fertile area in the land, and now it's a complete wasteland. And just as God did, he destroyed it. And nations are like that as well. I mean, God could destroy the United States of America or any nation uh, with just a thought, but there's enough righteous people here that the God God holds back his total judgment. And uh, we know at the time of the rapture, when the Lord removes all the Christians off this earth and brings them up to heaven, then there's no reason not for his wrath to befall the world, because at that time there will be none who are righteous.
0: Nathan, I love that. And what a wonderful connection there you just made for us with prayer and intercession. And this is why for those that are tuned in, they need to see that there is hope uh, in the future. Uh, We are promised that in the book of Jeremiah. God loves you. God has a wonderful plan for you. But we do need to come to the Lord in prayer for every situation, everything. And Nathan, even in Matthew chapter five, verses nine through ten, uh, the Lord, the Lord again uh, taught us and encouraged us to do so. Especially when it came, when it comes to to the future things that are that that He has in store for us. Would you be able to read that for, for us those two passages there, Nathan, in Matthew five verses nine through eleven?
1: Ooh, one of Jesus' great sermons, he says in verse 9. 9 through 10, I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry? 9 through 10, I apologize.
1: Yeah, uh, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. And blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven.
0: Mm, and Nathan, I love that because uh, when, we, when we talk about uh, our future, our focus, it's so easy for us to focus on the now and the situations that we see, uh, through media. But yet the Lord told us that as we pray, uh, uh, especially in that wonderful prayer, also that everybody knows the, our father also says our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. And here's prophetically praying, uh, for the coming of the Lord for that fulfilled prophecy. And I think that that encourages us, Nathan, when we have something to look forward to for our future.
1: Yeah, these passages talk about the kingdom of heaven, which is God's domain over the entire universe. But the Bible also prophesies that there will be an earthly kingdom, too, uh, as Revelation 20 tells us, a millennial kingdom. A kingdom where Jesus Christ will personally rule and reign over this earth for a thousand years, where this, Daniel was prophesied, uh, uh, Daniel 2, that the Gentile nations will be wiped away. I mean, there will be nations during this kingdom, but they won't be in charge anymore. Jesus Christ... Will rule and reign from Jerusalem. The saved Jewish people will be a priestly people to the world, and those who are saved during the tribulation will live on into the millennial kingdom and repopulate the earth. Uh, it's been estimated maybe even twenty billion people could be born during the the millennial kingdom because the people will live long lives again, and uh, uh, sickness will be almost gone and and death for some will not happen. I mean, it's it's going to be an amazing time as the curse is partially lifted. and and so we know that even though we have these trials and tribulations today, these warring parties and political factions, it'll be nothing. It means nothing in the long run because, in the end, Jesus Christ's kingdom will come. It will rule. It will reign. It will defeat the Gentile kingdoms. And that day is coming soon. So, all this nonsense we're seeing, is nonsense and it will come to an end. Praise the Lord.
0: (laughs) Nathan, I think that, you know, one of the areas I know I need help with is in in praying and learning how to pray. And I think like the Bible says, pray without ceasing. I'm reminded what the Bible says in Luke 11 verses 1 and 2. Uh, It says, now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples to pray. And verse 2, so he said to them, when you pray, uh, again, just like in Matthew, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And it seems to me, Nathan, that we get so out of focus in this world that sometimes we really lose sight of how to pray and what prayer should be all about.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. The disciples have been following Jesus for a while. And and. You know, they didn't know how to pray. I I think many of us struggle with prayer. I I like to use the model: pray, P R A Y, praise, repent, ask, and yield, and that kind of
0: guides my prayer. Like that.
1: Well, you know, if not, you just end up making it a wish list, and I hate praying where it's I should say hate, but I dislike when I pray that it's just a one long wish list. So pray, P R A Y, kind of helps me with that. Another thing I learned back in uh, seminary uh, at a spiritual disciplines class was to pray through the Bible. I mean, read Scripture and pray. Especially the Psalms are fantastic for that, and they help guide us in prayer. But look at uh, what you just read in here in Luke uh, chapter eleven: "Your uh, Your Kingdom come." Here again, Jesus wants us to pray for Christ's kingdom. Now, certainly, there is a uh, ecclesiastical kingdom through the church as pe- more and more people get saved. So there, during this church age, there's not a physical kingdom, but the Lord is also praying about the Davidic kingdoms, the kingdom that was promised David, where Jesus would rule and reign on his throne in Jerusalem for, uh, for his kingdom. So we're looking towards that as well.
0: Nathan, you know, as you, as you mentioned, that's a very good point, the Davidic kingdom. And we forget that, you know, one of the most uh, r- religious types of people for prayer um, are the Jewish people now. You know, we we you and I had the opportunity to go to Israel, and I'm sure you made your way over to the what is the Wailing Wall, right? And you you probably noticed all the little prayer requests that they put in the in the rocks there. But that is again a sign how important prayer is to the Jewish people, and how we should really be to all of us.
1: Yeah, it, it's a wonderful thing. Of course, you wonder where all those little papers go after a while. <laughs> <laughs> of must take them out, but yeah. That's what the Jewish people are looking for. They missed the Messiah 2,000 years ago. They didn't recognize him when he came. A matter of fact, uh, if we kept reading through Daniel, we'd read about the Daniel 70th week prophecy, which prophesied to the day when the Messiah entered, what we call Palm Sunday today, and was cut off just as prophesied. So they missed the Messiah, but Jesus will return at the end of the tribulation, and uh, a remnant of Jewish people will turn to the Lord, and they will say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And so they're looking forward to that as well. They will recognize the Messiah when he comes to rescue them from the Antichrist. And they will realize, oh, that's Jesus Christ and give their lives to them. So uh, the Lord isn't done with the Jewish people yet.
0: No, and Nathan, you made a very good point, because one of these uh, uh, fulfilled prophecy prayers, I mean, you consider that regathering of the nation of Israel. And that's what they pray for uh, thousands of years. And as we look at Ezekiel chapter 36 Verses twenty-four through twenty-eight. This is one of the promises that God had uh, given to them. Would you be able to take us there, Nathan, to Ezekiel thirty-six and read for us verses twenty-four through twenty-eight? Ooh, this is an excellent passage because uh, this is what's one of the, it's called
1: the great sign or the 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 oh, wow. Let's yeah, just read it. For I will take you from among the nations, gather you out of all countries, and bring you into your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean, and I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will keep my judgments and do them. Then you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. You shall be my people, and I will be your God."
0: Nathan, I love that because uh, as I look at this, this is one of the things that the Jewish people have been praying for their homeland. And uh, of course, uh, in in Ezekiel chapter 37, uh, there verses 11 through 14, it talked about, of course, before that, how they were these dry bones. Uh, By the way, you did a fantastic video. Teaching on that for individuals that maybe will want to get a copy of that, they can find that also in the resources there, right, Nathan? A Lion?
1: Oh, you're talking about our Bible Prophecy Insights video. We did a series of one minute videos, kind of uh, lessons to help teach people. Uh, if you go to our website at ChristandProphecy.org, uh, just go under Watch Bible Prophecy Insights. It's the sixth one. It's called Dry Bones. It's also on our Christ and Prophecy YouTube channel. Just look up Dry Bones, and it, it computer animated shows this prophecy here in ezekiel 36 and 37 where ezekiel prophesied that the jewish nation which israel and judah were destroyed by the the romans finished them off in 70 a.d but even dead the nation would come back to life again though not with the spirit of the lord now here we're reading about in ezekiel that even though israel is a nation today primarily a secular humanist they're not following uh, god much less jesus christ as savior but by the end of the seven-year tribulation, it's prophesied that the Jewish people, the remnant that survives, the Antichrist will kill two-thirds of them tragically, but the remnant survives will give their lives to God and to Jesus Christ as their Savior, and they will, along with the saved Gentiles, live on into the millennial kingdom to rule and reign with Jesus Christ. So it's like amazing to read this prophecy, because what nation has come back from the dead after 1900 years? I mean, have the Hittites come back? The Sumerians, the Aztecs, the Incans, the Iroquois League? No, none of those will ever come back. But the nation of the Bible, Israel, came back, and so that's why it's the great sign. It's knowing that Israel is the nation again. Jesus said that the nation, the, excuse me, the generation that sees Israel become a nation again will see his return. Well, brother, Israel became a nation again in 1948, and uh, we are now 72 years into that. We're coming close to the end of a generation. So, brother, it could be any time now that Jesus Christ comes back to rapture his church, the seven-year tribulation, and then his return with the saints to rule and reign over this earth.
0: Whoa, and Nathan, again, right there, that is one of the most amazing, fulfilled prophecy through prayer. Uh that, that again, right before our eyes in Ezekiel 37. Uh, verses 11 through 14. That's exactly what you shared with us. And Nathan, as our last passage, would you be able to read verses 11 through 12 and now close us with reading verses 13 and 14 there in Ezekiel 37?
1: Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel.
0: Verse 13, Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that the Lord has spoken it. And perform it, says the Lord. Nathan, that's exactly what you just declared to us in 1948, that fulfilled prophecy. That, to me, is amazing. Oh, I mean, a country
1: that came back from the dead? It doesn't happen. And here we got the nation of the Bible. People that scoff at Bible prophecy and say, well, we should just spiritualize its interpretation. Or it all happened back in 70 AD. What? Israel as a nation today is not some big accident. God doesn't cause accidents uh, he, he's sovereign he rules and Israel is the crux of, of Bible prophecy you understand you watch Israel then you know what's going on with the rest of prophecy and the Lord had never given up on the Jewish people to come to know him as Savior sure for a time because of they refused to repent and accept Jesus when he re- first came that the Lord put blinders on them and he cast them away but he hasn't fully given up on them. there's always been a remnant who's accepted Jesus as Savior we call them Messianic Jews today And after the rapture of the church, many Jews, many, many one will come to know Jesus because of the two witnesses. The Lord will leave the first half of the tribulation. He will bring 144,000 Jews to salvation and they will be evangelists during the tribulation. So by the end of those seven years, a great remnant of Jewish people and Gentiles will have accepted Jesus as Savior. And Israel will become a superpower in the world. And that's what the Bible
0: prophesies. And we're seeing it happen in our day and age. Nathan, that is exactly. Wow, wow. That's amazing. And this is why I love the hope that the Bible brings, the Bible prophecy brings. There's individuals right now who that their faith might be like dead, dry bones. And they're wondering, is there hope? Is there life for them? But you and I agree, Nathan, that through Jesus Christ, he can breathe life into everyone's spirit and they can come to a relationship with him no matter how dry their faith might be or how dead they think they might be. And that's why you and I, before we close the programs, we always give an invitation to breathe life into people and give them an opportunity to receive Christ from wherever they are. So Nathan, will you be able to speak to that person out there that maybe feels like these dead, dry bones and how they can come to a relationship with Jesus and he can breathe life into them?
1: Well, that's a great example because like Israel, which was a dead nation, the Bible says that we are dead in our trespasses and sins. We are like zombies walking around. We have no spirit, no soul that's not connected with Jesus Christ, who's the source of life. And when we die, our spirits go to Hades And they wait for a final judgment, which is called the Great White Throne Judgment. But we can be saved from that, saved from the punishment of our sins by accepting Jesus Christ as the Son of God and as our Savior. To repent of our sins and call upon Jesus to save us from that ending and give us a whole new future. A future where we're part of his kingdom, where we live with God forever and ever and and with him in the new Jerusalem. This Mm -hmm. is our future. That's a bright future. You have to surrender your life to Jesus. Pray from your heart something like, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. And Jesus will forgive you of your sins. That penalty of death will be taken off you and put on the cross. And you will inherit eternal life with Jesus forever.
0: Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Nathan. Hey, and if you have received that breath of life and received Christ, let us know. Give us a call. Text us 305-992-9537. We would love To give you guys a Bible, to send you a Bible and continue to pray for you and encourage you in this wonderful journey as we celebrate you coming to Christ. So I want to say congratulations to you. Nathan, thank you so much for sharing that wonderful word of hope and uh, breathing life to someone out there that has been listening and part of this program. And Nathan, we always like to encourage people. I love what the Bible says, Nathan, in Revelation 22. 20, as we consider the coming of the Lord. It says, he who testifies of these things says, surely I'm coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. And you always say Maranatha, right, Nathan? (laughs) I mean, yes. Come Lord Jesus, come. Amen. And of course, we want to leave you with that as we ran out of time for this segment of the program. Nathan, it's always a pleasure to have you on. I pray you have a wonderful week.
1: You too. You all God bless.